I'm not going to call him dad. Brennan, you're 39 years old. I would not expect you to call him dad. Well, I'm not going to, ever. Even if there's a fire. It's the Black Swarm Podcast, baby. We're raw. And welcome to the week, uh, let's call it week eight edition of the Black Swarm Podcast. Hank Piper here with Rob Antonell and Jim Matigli. How are we doing tonight? All right. We good. Good to hear. A lot of, enthousi- lot of enthusiasm from the group tonight. So, kind of a weird week. First time ever we have a bye week coming out of McKinley going into the playoffs. Uh, so, just like the football team, we took the last week off, but good to be back. Um, we don't really have that much to talk about tonight, I suppose, but we can just start it off by recapping the McKinley game. What was it, 35-7? to Kind of a ass-kicking. And, uh, boy... McKinley's program is looking not great at the moment, huh? Yeah, I mean, that was definitely not uh, not the best McKinley team we've ever seen. But nonetheless, you take the win, you uh, keep the bell, and that's really the only part that matters. Jim, anything to add? No, sir. Thank you. All right. Yeah, um, I, I, that was, uh, I think that was a very nice get right game for our offense you know that's been something that a lot of people have been chirping about lately that we've struggled in the past and we were even talking about this off air that we've looked less than stellar certainly like you know certainly less than what we expected coming into the season but I think it was something that it was a game that we came in ran our basic stuff uh McKinley just didn't adjust to stop it and we just kind of got better at it as the game went on you know I think we had that one uh drive in the third quarter right after they scored where we just ran power about 10 to 15 times and scored on that and just called it a day and that really it seemed to me took the life out of McKinley sales they went into halftime down what was it 14 nothing came out held us to a three and out drove down the field uh made a couple nice plays couple guys just made plays on their own and brought it to 14-7 one score game and we just did what we do and sucked the life right out of them and I think that was right about the time McKinley just kind of quit that game and it's a little bit sad to see to be honest yeah you could tell that they kind of gave up um, unfortunately and you know when they were walking off the field walking into halftime even like they, they just seemed really down like depressed like it, it didn't seem like a typical McKinley game, a McKinley team, and uh, I, I mean you're right. There's a few spurts where they they showed that they wanted to compete, but they they just couldn't you know keep it up the whole game. Uh, you know I think our offense, it, the running game looked pretty good. Um, I think we had like what like 300, 300 yards rushing almost or just over. Jim, you 
You don't remember, do you? No, I think it was like 278. Almost. We just didn't just make under. Just yeah. under 300 yards rushing. Uh, I think our line looked pretty good. Um, our rushing attack was good, even though we had a few you know, backup guys in there running because of injuries. Uh, I think, in general, it looked pretty good. Our line seemed it was seemed like their best game from a fan perspective. Uh, I know McKinley wasn't the biggest, baddest, you know, front seven that we've seen all year, but uh, still, you know, getting better each week, and you know, that's all we need to do. Yeah, I think that's been at least for me is one um, one big thing with our offense as far as like why we haven't been able to perform is there was always a missed assignment or something or other, a hold, a penalty, anything like that on the line. Uh, it, it wasn't happening every play. It's not all on them, but there was enough that I think it was one of the biggest things, you know, that was making our offense stumble. And against McKinley, they came out, they played a really good, a clean game, just kind of went back to who we are. We had that just come out and that, that – um, fullback, running back, three wide receiver personnel, and just run power at teams. And they just didn't adjust to it, which is weird because um, their coach, he was, you know, the D.C. at St. V a couple years back when they kind of shut down at least that play against us when they came out. It was the 2018 opening game. and They took away our tag screen. They kind of made us do other stuff that we – you know, not our base stuff, but counters we had to it. And it was just weird to see that he couldn't come out and take away our base stuff. That we just kept running right down their throats. And like you said, our line had a great game. Backup running backs, Trell, he looked, oh, Trell's a dude. And even Leibs, he looked like a natural back there. You, as a fan, you look, you see a you know a linebacker going in a running back, and it's, okay, he's just a you know big body a guy that we think we can trust with the ball. And he looked like an actual running back. You know, he sat back there, read his blocks. He knew when to hit the hole. He knew, he knew how to play the position. And you, Rob, as a sideliner, I believe that was the first game he got an attaboy from you. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a little, I didn't know we were going to talk about that, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Put him on the spot. Hey? That, you know, kind of the relationship that, you know, we have, uh, you know, if you want to look into it a little bit deeper, the type of person I am in general, uh, you're not the most vocal, you know, supportive kind of guy. But yeah, after the game, he scored he scored a touchdown. So I was like, you know what? I think this is going to be the first game that I actually like text and congratulate him after the game. And all he got was attaboy. <laughs> that, 21 games. That was the first that, time he ever got an attaboy. That was the first. <laughs> entire text just <laughs> attaboy <laughs> and you know that probably meant something it was yeah. the first time that i and we talk all the time but it was the first time i gave him like the post game text so um yeah i thought he did he did really good and uh and i i watched his specific highlight tape uh and you know like you said it just kind of looked natural for him i thought he did a really good job of following his blocks he hit the hole correctly there's a few times where he had to you know, be a little agile back there. There's a few times where he had to like jump over uh, some legs that were in the hole, and uh, a couple profile pictures that he's put up, a couple pictures that Coach Morris put up has included him in it. And uh, I thought he just did a really good job. He he's done it before, uh, middle school freshman. He did it, but he hasn't. I don't think he's ran the ball since then. So, uh, and he, I don't. He only had like that one week of practice doing it too. It's not like he's really been practicing it all year. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was proud of him. I thought he did a good job, and uh, 
was that was that I, I was I'm glad that we were able to get him in there and he did a good job and Will Trell I mean we knew you know he, he's a little bit younger but we knew that he had the talent the ability to get it done and you know look for him to be a really big name here in the future yeah I think with um Trell especially it's it, it's just taking a little bit to get him kind of uh, used to our system, how we call plays and uh, this and that. I, I remember one play, especially in the Sycamore game, where it looked like the line was blocking power left and he just took off around the right edge. So you could see like it took him a little bit to kind of get used to what we're doing here. Uh, but it, he looks really comfortable now in our offense. And I think, like you said, he's definitely going to be a name to see in the very near future. Well, he's going to start next week, so or this week, so yeah, I, I yeah, think I, I don't. Guess it's I don't be in the near near future. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not caught up on you know how our roster looks with injuries and everything right now, but uh, I don't. I don't need the paper. I, I mean, I can take educated guesses here, but yeah, I, I don't know what all has been public and what hasn't been. But yeah, he was our fill-in starter last week because of a few injuries. I know that. You know, I think we have some people coming back, but uh, either way, he, he's definitely a really good player. Oh, Jim, you're just going to announce it to the world that no one's coming back? No, no. one, no one's no. coming back. Everyone's out? Well, everybody's out until they're not, right? Okay. Um, Thanks, Jim. But he, he's a really good player. And yeah, I would look forward to him probably being the starter for the rest of the way out, you know, barring any injury, uh, just, just based on his play alone. Yeah. Um, other side of the ball. Black Swarm defense, baby. We had that w- one big run where it looked like uh, uh, Woolard Woolard was inside. Yeah, didn't yeah. know exactly how to line up against that. Basically, a tight end plus a wing set, which that tells me that they hadn't run that before. Uh, and they busted. They called a you know it was the perfect play call for how we lined up. Busted off a big run. Um, Great play by yeah. Wilson Lamp to run it down. Wilson Lamp on the chase down. That's why you never give up on a play. You know, they get it down to the what, one or no, two, two yard two, line. Two, three yard Inside line. Inside yeah. the yeah. one. And next play, fumble. come out fumble and no score. Great play by Harris. Yeah. Blew right past his guy and uh, blew up the guy in the backfield for a fumble. Great play. Mm-hmm. That's why you never give up on a play. Uh, besides that and one... The one scoring drive they had, they couldn't do anything against us. Mm-hmm. And that's just that the same Black Swarm defense that we've seen really all year. Uh, I, I don't have much else to say about that because it's like it's it's almost boring <laughs> in the most spectacular way possible. Just watching teams try and do anything against us and we just have the dudes yeah. to – shut him down yeah i mean there's not a whole lot to talk about specifically i mean we just do everything right it, it's hard for anybody to get anything working against us you know the, our guys up front the guys in the back end our linebackers making plays it's it's just a very well-rounded unit um, mckinley didn't try to pass it too much against us um but when they did they couldn't get open we ended up getting covered sacks or forcing them out of the pocket you know mike miller on one side, Ward on another side. That's just you know a really good duo right there. Harris in the middle, and then you got uh, you know a few guys wise on the outside as a linebacker. Xavier in there as a middle linebacker. Uh, they just do a really good job. 
every single week. You know, nothing new, nothing we haven't already seen, but, you know, just another week of proving it. And Martavian Johnson, too. As you, it's actually, I don't know if it should be surprising to me, but he's just always making plays. Yeah. He's, it, especially these last few weeks, you see like he's in blowing up a screen play or mm-hmm. making a play on something that doesn't look like what should be his assignment. But he just sniffs out the play, finds the ball, and goes and makes a tackle. And he's just he. I, I have no other words than he's a dude, mm-hmm. high football IQ, and whatever college ends up getting him is going to be very lucky to get not only the talent but the the mental side as well in a player like that. Yeah, Martavian Johnson, really smart player, really smart guy, you know. Um, I think he had a, a really high GPA. He has offers from, like, Harvard, so you know he's he's smart. You know he's tested out well. Oh, yeah. he's the Harvard He's the Harvard guy. Harvard yeah. yeah, so, I mean, you know he's tested out well yeah. enough that, you know, he's smart enough that, you know, some of these real, yeah, Ivy League schools <laughs> mm-hmm. looking at him. He's got some D1 offers, just really savvy player, just instinctual, knows what's going on, makes yeah. some really big plays. Uh, you know, for us, it's great. For colleges, his size might hurt him a little bit on the bigger offers. Um, you know, that's going to hold him back from getting, you know, huge D1 offers. He's not the biggest guy in the world, but. You know, very instinctual, savvy player. You see him making plays in the backfield. You see him busting up screens. Uh, last week, uh, they ran towards his way, I think, on an option. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just he took out the quarterback in the backfield. Great tackle. A lot of times you don't see corners making those plays in general. Um, you know, some defenses make it so they don't want their corner to come up and make the play. They don't rely on the corner to do that. And some offenses try to take advantage of that. But, you know, with a player like that, you have no issue with him coming up and trying to make a play. And he's he's a he's a hell of a player doing it. And then, you know, don't mistake on the opposite side, you have a D1 corner as well with Andrew Wilson-Lamp. So, yeah. you know, it's kind of tough. Two different types of players, but, you know, a lot of talent on both sides. Yep. Uh, so that's the rest of the defense. Nobody else sticks out. Besides just everybody being incredible. everyone as a unit, yeah. uh, Magnus Haynes mm-hmm. made a play on punting. Absolutely, Amazing. you know, if you somehow didn't, you know, manage to catch it, ball went over his snap was high, ball went over his mm-hmm. head. He had to go and run and get it, picked it up. Looked like he, I thought he was going to try and run it or just do something. One of those, hey, yeah, let's try and fix this broken play as best we can, kind of thing. And he just boop, boop, boom, launches one. How many yards was it? 60 something? Yeah. Here's my issue with when it comes to measuring punts because I know what you're saying. Because he went from like the 20 to the. He kicked it from something. like the 20 down to like the 30, 27 or something. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. It was a really long kick. Um, it flew. On the stat sheet, it's not going to be as long because he was 25 yards behind the line of scrimmage. but And they only count it from the line of scrimmage. But yeah, I mean, it was just a monstrous punt. A great play. Snap goes over his head, like you said. He runs back, picks it up. There's a defender in his face but still gets off the kick and just launches one, and it's a great play. And You know, we, we've seen him do that before. His freshman year, he did that in a playoff game, 
And that was kind of our first, like, oh. This kid might be a dude. Look at this guy. Yeah. Who, who is this? Who's this kid? Freshman punter? Wow, what a great play. Uh, and, you know, now three, four years later, he's, he's doing things uh, very similar to that. And, uh, you know, like what a lot of people said, if you're on social media, you might have seen this video and you might have seen the people talking about it. And uh, it's true. There's a lot of, you know, big time schools, colleges looking at him. And he's one of the higher ranked punters in the country. And uh, you, you see the potential with that. And so he definitely has a really strong leg. And uh, he made a great play. Yeah. Um, just incredible play there. The rest of special teams, uh, the snapping, it looked like it, it was a little bit of trouble. It seemed like early on they were high. Yeah. And then he, he kind of dialed in it. Yeah. He had to take a little bit off. I don't know mm-hmm. if he had some, you know, some jitters in the big game going on or, you know, what was going on. He had to kind of dial it in. It seemed like all year they've been fine. Yeah. And then for this one specific um, game. It, I think Coach, say it Coach Jarvis. Yeah, Coach Jarvis was at the Booster Club meeting, mm-hmm. our special teams coordinator, and he said that was our backup long snapper. So was, wasn't it Warren that was snapping? I can't remember. I, I think know. no. I don't know. I think Woolward was on snapping. Jar said it was a backup long okay. snapper, backup. but I'm just gonna take his word on it. All right. Well, I mean, not horrible. Either backup. way, I'm not gonna focus too much on that. I know they are in practice, but I'm not going to because Magnus just laid the wood on yeah. that ball and launched it 85 yards into you know the yeah. other end of the stands. Anywho. Overall, great win against McKinley. I think it's nice not to have be on the edge of your seat at, in the fourth quarter for once. Well, that, I mean, I don't know. I like it. I like <laughs> yeah. it, but you know, sometimes, <laughs> as long as sometimes get, it's nice not to have that. It's better than losing. Yes, it, that is better than losing. But I also like the kind of you're in the game the entire time. It's I like good games. Yeah, I'm, I don't disagree. And I'm that's what. Saying, and that's kind of nice to. Just beat the shit out of McKinley one time. Yeah. I don't disagree with you. That's uh, fair. You know, we, we beat them, what, nine out of the last ten? Is that what it is? Or eight out of the last nine? Oh, uh, let's see. The, they nine had... Nine out of the last ten. Nine yeah. out of the last ten. Yeah. And we just demolished them, and they gave up, which is not a great look for the rivalry, but, you know, whatever. We're on the we're on the plus side of it, so yeah. don't look back. We got the bell. It's all that matters. That's all people ask you about, you know, mm-hmm. 20 years from now. Yeah. But, moving along, unless anybody has anything else to add about McKinley. No, go for it. All right. Columbus Walnut Ridge. A team we've seen not too long ago, 2018, we played them in the uh, Week 11, you know, playoff opener. Real scrappy team. Tried fighting us a lot. Yeah. I think You can see that video on Facebook. I think actively yeah. fought us a lot would be the correct way to put it yeah that we was, just didn't fight back there, there's a video circulating around it's kind of nice that was my kid leaves too <laughs> that was sophomore leaves that was, yeah that was yeah that he was, was the backup fullback for that was a sophomore few weeks. leaves i was getting punched in the helmet over and over again on he that video goes, what? Yeah. yeah you know it's you know one of those that. things you look white hats watching the whole entire thing the go ref down. did not care. ref is no. right there 10 10 yards the ref was yeah, watching about, it happen about 15 like, yards watching it just thinking this is not my problem i'm not dealing with this <laughs> Mm-hmm. So it's a team we're familiar with. Uh, I don't think they're as good as they were a couple years ago. Uh, it seemed like the general vibe from the coaches at Booster Club was this is not the same team from then. Specifically at quarterback. I mentioned that. Specifically at everywhere. But 
Also the also the quarterback. We can get into them. Um, Their offense, their biggest guy, their offensive line, the left guard, 6'6", 267. That's some pretty good size right there. Uh, The coaches have him as their best offensive lineman, good come off, physical. He's a three-star athlete with some offers from Michigan State and Kentucky. You got bad. Yeah, you got some Big Ten and (laughs) SEC schools looking at him. That's a good player right there. Uh, let's see here. Their, their left guard was pretty good too. I thought that is or no, the, the guy left tackle. I was talking about the left tackle. Left yeah. tackle. Sorry, six four two forty, good feet, athletic. They made it a point to emphasize him as well. Their center, <laughs> oh boy, tiny, right? Uh, five nine two thirty. Ooh, real tiny. When you start off the scouting report with good effort, yeah. that means he's not the best athlete. He's not great at the position he plays, I guess would be the most polite way to say that. He must be able to snap the ball. He, that's about it. <laughs> uh, he's got a lot of heart, you know. He's He, he plays hard. Um, beyond that, nobody else really worth mentioning on their offensive line. We'll go over it for him. Uh, okay. Just hit the weights. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right guard, 6'1", 225. Also kind of small for line. Right tackle, 6'4", 296. They have, they say he's top heavy and a position blocker, which means... He likes to lean? Yeah, he's not great. He doesn't know how to use his weight that well. It's something you could take advantage of really easy. We have the ends to just make him have a very long night. <laughs> Moving along, tight end, 6'3", 185. He's a wide receiver type, not a great inline blocker. They use him more in the route than to help defend a pass. The running back, number two, Javaris Leach, three-star athlete. He is a guy that their entire offense runs through. It, they try and get him the ball as much as possible. If it was up in to any them, way possible, yes. If it was up to them, he'd have the ball in their in his hands every snap. They line him up. He lines up, you know, most of the time as a running back. They'll line him up when they go empty, put him out wide, try and get the ball to him on screens, anything short, just any any way they can feed him the ball to let him go make a play. Uh, let's see here. William Feltz, a wide receiver, 5'11", 165. He's the quarterback's kind of go-to. Okay, I watched it. Not a big guy by any means. I mean, he's got... I guess enough height. You'd want to see a six there, not a five, but whatever. Uh, the quarterback, Howard Thornton, 6'1", 195. Not bad size. By the coach's admission, he's more of an athlete playing quarterback yeah. rather than a couple years ago that we saw was a quarterback that was an athlete. As They specifically said he can't throw like that guy did. Yes, he was not as good of a thrower as the quarterback we saw. Which does not bode well for them because I think that that just tells me it's a really it's a dollar store brand of the offense we just played. McKinley, Elijah, he was a you know yeah good thrower ish. He could throw what they asked him to throw, but not much, and he kind of relied on being an athlete. They did throw all over the team last week, but yes, but grain of salt, we're not independents. But that team wasn't that great last week. 
Yeah, they played so. them twice, so. Mm-hmm. Out of what, two and two record? Yeah. So Columbus Whitehall went two, Columbus Walnut Ridge went uh, two and two and made the playoffs. Got voted in. Whoop de doo. Other side of the ball, their D line, uh, the left guard, Dinkins, he's on the D line. Nose tackle, 6'4, 296. Their other defensive tackle is a senior, 6'4, 240. The coaches are really high on him. He's their best lineman. He plays a four eye. Uh, he's very productive, good come off. They run on the defensive side, they run kind of a 3 4 base, like what we run sometimes. Basically, when Woolard plays up, you know, as a linebacker, more than down on the line is what they like to run. A lot of man coverage behind it. And Put, they just like running up the field. Uh, Yeah, they did. They just love running up the they field. They did mention, the coaches at the Booster Club mentioned that they attack upfield vertically, not necessarily looking, you know, playing with rush lane integrity. Just it's more chaos. Attacking upfield. That's something I think we could take advantage of because when you got an end rushing upfield, you can just kind of run right by him if you can hit the hole quick enough. It's or just th- throw it over top, or just throw it over top. That too. Uh, let's see here, linebackers. Nothing really going there. They have two freshman linebackers. They're Sam and they're Mike. I think that's something we could take advantage of. As a freshman, you don't have that much football experience. It's not even the age difference because or body. You know they have. Sam 6'4", 180. The Mike is 5'10", 180. Yeah, they got room to grow, but they haven't had that kind of experience that the other seniors, that the other starters do. Uh, let's see, moving along to safeties. They're both good tacklers. That's about all the coaches bothered to write about them. The corners, also not much going. You got... Six foot one sixty five, five eleven one seventy seven. Not much size there. I, th- I, I don't know. This is a team that I think it, it's been hard to get motivated to do this podcast. Honestly, because we just like you know we destroyed McKinley, and then we also are probably going to destroy this team. There's there's not much going. Like I don't I don't, I don't have much to say. They kind of they're not great. They're two and two. Like what? I have nothing. I I got nothing. Like we're gonna run power at them probably eighty times, and put up fifty points. Jim, anything? No, not really. Excited to, to get to the next week, obviously, but yeah. I mean, we got focus on this week, I guess first. This is true. But this is a team that they kind they two years ago they came out they ran a funky defense. They slowed us down for a quarter or two. Yeah, they slowed us down. First quarter was tough sledding. We going, figured them out because going into the third quarter, it was still scoreboard wise a close game. Yeah, but they were just like every team does. You know, they set their strength to our fullback, and they were just overplaying our fullback so much that once we figured out the way to attack them and just going away, you know, attacking away from our fullback. They had no answer, and we put up, I think, 21 or 28 unanswered points in the fourth quarter. And then they got angry, and extracurriculars were out. That, that was going on the entire time. Yeah, but it got worse. 
yeah, it got worse when they started losing badly and they knew there was no next week, but it was still bad. Well, technically, they could have a next week. <laughs> mm. This year. I Listen, I guess technically everything is fair game this year, but I don't care about that. I care about us. Yeah. And I care about our next week, which... Laker Hoover. What up, Fed? Oh, I want Hoover. If we're gonna we're gonna call this out already, but I prefer Hoover. I don't know. I don't care. It's a Fed team. Yeah, I mean it's a Fed team, but we're already Federal League. We're we're defending Federal League champs, so it's whatever. Yeah. I will take whoever comes at us. But for now, we got Columbus Walnut Ridge. The Scots. The Scots. The Scots. Ooh. I have no idea what, what is that? What is their logo? I didn't get to see that. It's a Scott. What's a Scott? A person from Scotland. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That makes more sense then. And Robbie's been off in the corner doing something this whole time. I don't know what. He's behind me. He, he's he been writing names on the board. That I think he's I, doing a I didn't have 2010 much, to 19. I didn't have much to say. Uh, I think their logo, at least the one that's on the uh, Lincoln Way billboard, it's like... Um, a bagpipes guy? No, it's not an actual person. It's um, I'm trying to think. Of, it's like a crest. Oh, okay. You know what I'm like talking about? Yeah. Like a family crest, yes. Yeah. At least that's the one that gets put up on the billboard, I think. The one on the Booster Club is actually it, it's just a fairly it's a fairly complicated logo. There's a lot to it. It's gonna be hard to describe through just a podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's a W with an R and it was on top. R for Walnut below yeah. it for Walnut Ridge. The one yeah. that's downtown, it's like a <laughs> it's like spent a, a lot of mar- money on that marketing. It's yeah. like a family crest and it says Scott's in it. Mm. In kind of like an, you know, um, like one of those ones you can get like through the internet. Like you buy a parcel of land. May, I, I don't. What? I never seen that. A you can be, parcel yeah, of land. You can buy like a one a foot by foot section from some place in Britain, and they send you a coat of arms, and you're like a lord because you technically own land over there. Hey. Look never, it up. It's kind of cool. Never seen it. Well, I is don't know. Is that like buying a star? <laughs> it is. Kind of like buying mm-hmm. a star. But you get a family crest, too. Right. Well, I don't know what you've been looking up on the internet, Jim, but I'm quite interested to see what Rob's been uh, cooking up over here on the whiteboard, yeah. which we'll get to right after this commercial break. Hey, Tiger fans. I bet if you're anything like my partner, Hank, you probably need to go see an eye doctor. Yes, sir. And if you do, we have the place for you. The Doring Vision Center is a primary care optometry clinic located in downtown Maslin. They have a wide variety of eyeglass frames, everything from budget packages to designer brands. And if you're like me and prefer contacts over glasses because glasses are a hassle, they have uh, the technology to fit all types of lenses. They treat most conditions, and they also take emergency visits as well. At the Doring Vision Center, most insurances are accepted, and you even have a good chance of getting a same-day appointment. So come on down to see former Maslin Tiger, Dr. Ben Doring, at 35 Erie Street North, Suite 110, Maslin 44646. And that's right next to the Alibi Bar, for those of you who know the local watering holes. Or you can check them out on Facebook at the Doring Vision Center. That's D-O-E-R-I-N-G Vision Center. Or give them a call at 330-880-0035. Doring Vision Center, proud supporter of all things Maslin. And we back. We don't have anything else to talk about this coming week, so 
Before we get into our list of ranking things, we'll get into the FW Renner and Sons question. Uh, Going to be a little twist on it this week. Boys, if you were to bring somebody to Maslin and they have to go out to eat and experience Maslin, like you bring somebody in town, mm-hmm. it's like, all right, we're going to go have lunch and it's going to be a Maslin lunch. Or dinner, whatever. Where are you taking them? Oh man. Uh, Maslin lunch or dinner? Just lunch. Or this is this dinner. is Maslin in essence. Yeah, you're trying to give them like the Maslin vibe. Explain to them what Maslin is by taking them to one place. Yeah, I mean you can have the. That's, that's hard. Mm-hmm. I mean. It's tough because I mean I've yeah. like I've done similar things before, but it usually comes with a lot of conversation. There, yeah. No, there will be conversation, but you have to set the mood to explain to somebody what Maslin is. Hmm. And this restaurant, wherever you're taking them for this meal, is going to set the mood. I'm going to take the easy one before anybody else says it. Cameo. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Yeah. Cameo like probably is your your go to. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's just nice. it's an easy cop out. It's easy. You sit down. You say, "Hey, blue collar town. Hey, the factory. Steel mill was a mile. Steel mill way. used to be right behind us. Like you know, pretty easy. And then you say, "Hey, it's not all like this. You know, we're not just a dark panel boarded diner. Actually, it's a little more light because I got rid of all the the middle tables. It's a little mm-hmm. more spread out. We were talking about this today. Today, when you were there, yeah, yeah." Um, but I would I, still argue yeah. that the average Maslin person yeah. would go for a beer at 8 a.m. Just like Cameo would serve you. Yeah, I, I mean. Nothing wrong with that. That's not Absolutely but, not. You that's, might get off at 6 from mm-hmm. your night shift. Well, that's that's where, fine. Yeah, that's where it starts from. But yeah. I, I, that was definitely the first thing that came to mind was, was Cameo. It kind of you know sets that real blue collar vibe. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. with a lot of Maslin stuff. You know, a lot, you got a lot of Maslin. You got it's the history all, in the entire yeah. the entire place. Can I say one option, but it has like a real real caveat there. I mean, Smiley's yeah mm-hmm. on the Friday at seven when we're doing the McKinley parade. I was thinking Smiley's, but I, just because it's you know, it's good. Yeah, but I don't know if it really screams Maslin. Yeah, there's not much Maslin. It's a nice place. It's a nice mm-hmm. place in Maslin, but I don't know if it itself screams Maslin. I think Cameo is probably your closest representation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a tough question. Tough question because you know there's there's a bunch of different places you could go to that. With the correct conversation, you're like, hey, yeah. you know, like this is. This I mean, is kind of a part you're going to explain. This is kind it. of a part of Maslin, and you can have that conversation however you need it to be. Hmm. It's just Rockies. in that mood. I mean, you could you could make an argument there. Anytime I go to Rockney's, I tell the story about Newt Rockney playing for Maslin. Yeah, you actually brought that up last year on the podcast. Yeah. Rockney's is something we never mentioned, but it's 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 not bad. It's not yeah, a, it's not a bad. Not a bad place. Um, I like telling the story about New Rockney. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I don't know. Like I've I've done it with Cosmos. I've gone to like Cosmos with somebody that's not from around here. Yeah, 
and uh, they got a lot of pictures in there, mm-hmm. a lot of history in that place. Enough that like you're still kind of you're still downtown, so you still gotta get kind of got to see downtown. You can talk about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a tough question. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like cameo is probably just the answer for it. Yeah. So we got cameo. That's all I wanted. I I sprung this question on you guys. No mm-hmm. no prep. I'm glad it was a good one because it was a coin flip to me of whether or not this is going to have any sort of content whatsoever. But glad to see we got a little conversation out of it. And that was the FW Renner and Sons question of your preferred place to eat in Madison with a little bit of spin on it. Mm-hmm. A little bit of spice. After that, all we have is we like to rank things here. We like to argue about ranking things. This week is going to be ranking Will Ferrell movies overall. Not specifically just his character in there, which we talked about. We've discussed that, yeah. Yeah, but just the movies overall. Anybody got any preference on uh, who wants to start? Oh, Robbie's going to pick the same movie five times. So let's get that out of the way. All right, listen. I can start, but I have... One through five, yeah, and then also four honorable mentions, which is just <laughs> going to, I mean, that's just everything. Like, you know. Let, okay, Rob. He only has like 10 or 11 great movies, so. I mean, I could go if you want me to, but I'm, it's going to take up all your guys' stuff, too. All right. I'll start off. Then. All right. All right. Number one, undefeated Will Ferrell movie, Elf. Wrong. I'm a big Christmas guy. I love Christmas time. Tis the season. You know, Holly Jolly and all that bullshit. And Elf is not just, even the best Christmas movie. It doesn't need to be the best Christmas movie, but it's the best Christmas Will Ferrell movie. Oh, okay. And okay. I love Christmas. Will Ferrell's great in it. The entire cast is great. If you're fine with most of the cast actually just kind of mailing it in and getting a nice little paycheck, which is fine. That's hey, great. That angry elf is good. He's an angry elf. Number two, Talladega Nights. I agree. I... Hey, Rob, don't give me that look. It it's a great movie. All Listen, right, no, fifty percent. That's fine. No, just continue. I'll 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 explain mine when we get to it. All right, we'll get to there. I can't wait for this rebuttal. Tell it. Hey, if you ain't first, you're last, and we're about to be first. Why'd this you year. put it not first then? Yeah, but they're second, so it's last. Yeah, so they're last. Man, I was <laughs> high when I said that. You could be second. You could be third. third? Hell, Hell, you, you could be, be fourth. fourth. <laughs> <laughs> Get a little antsy. You guys want to go to Applebee's and fight somebody? You want to get kicked out of an Applebee's? That's the quote. Not really a big th- quote Really guy. thin pancakes. <laughs> Not a big movie quote guy. Number three, which, Rob, I know this is your one through however many. 18. You have. Step Brothers. There's, it It goes without saying. I don't have to explain anymore. Step Brothers. You, if you know, you know. If you don't, go watch it. Yeah, if you haven't watched it yet. Uh, Number four. Mm. Number four, Land of the Lost. What? Yeah. It was... Uh, it's not even on my list, and I'm looking at Google. It was a TV show, like, back in the late 60s or early 70s or sometime in that period, and they did a remake with Will Ferrell, and it is just absolutely golden. You need to watch it if you haven't, and it's it's a, it's another Will Ferrell. It's my top five, whatever. Last but not least is a tie, because I couldn't decide between the two. Anchorman mm. and the other guys. Oh yeah, I forgot about that one. Two very high quality movies, very funny in their own 
different yet similar ways. I uh, that's all I got. Beat that. Okay, I can. <laughs> Number one, wrong. Talladega, Talladega Nights, the Ballard, Ballad, Ballad, Ballad. Yeah. Sorry, there you go. You'll get there. Yeah, I got there. Jim, no good. Uh, Ricky Bobby. That's the full name. Get it right. Yeah, get it right, Jim. I know. My fault. I can't speak. So I don't say much. Step Brothers, number two. Okay. Um, Blades of Glory. Yeah. All right. Hilarious. What number is that for you? That's three. Just make sure you can still count. That's three. Um, Semi-pro. Semi-pro, huh? Yes. All right. Classic. And then... To He's seen it once. Yeah, I want to see it again. This <laughs> year. He's seen it once this year. Yeah, with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, You're right. You're right. God. And it, it was that impactful. <laughs> That's fair. It is a good movie. It was, it'd be my honorable mention. Yeah. And then, really out of left field, I'm sure, the campaign. Hmm. Okay. When did that come out? Um, let me look. Oh, a couple years ago. A couple years ago. Oh, okay. 2012. 12. Wow. 12? 12. Really? I wow. was going to guess yeah. 16. But. Yeah, I was yeah. going to too. I was going to guess like 16, 17. Just that combo of, of actors. Yeah. Hilarious together. What's combo actors? Um, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell and um, um, what? I'm not. And Zach Galifianakis. Gal- oh, Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. Oh, back. Okay. Yeah. Remember I, the pugs? I think. No. I you think I vaguely remember, I remember this movie coming out. And it, about. Kind of on they the, just get progressively more ridiculous in their political stunts. Yeah, I mean it's kind of on the downward of Will Ferrell's yeah. career. Galifianakis, he's still like riding that tide of the Hangover and all that. So yeah. I, it's fair. His 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 thing didn't last nearly as long as Will Ferrell's though. They no. had the Hangover one, Big Cliff, two and three. Yeah, I'd say two was pretty good in that mm-hmm. it, like. It made reference to itself enough that it's just a remake of the first one. That it, it was okay to me. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. Yeah. Okay, Rob. Anywho, let's hear Rob Step Brothers one, five, and nine. Okay. Well, obviously, both of your guys' lists are wrong. Fake news. No, absolutely not. Neither one of you guys had Step Brothers number one. Okay. And it is. There's no arguing it. I don't know why you even bothered. I guess it's good for radio for us to have this argument or me beat you up afterwards. But Step Brothers is the most quotable. Step Brothers is not only the best Will Ferrell movie; it is the best movie ever. Oh, made. Okay, then. Um, I, that, that's I knew right. that take was coming from you, but the I fact really, that you're like saying that I to grown put ups it was. out there. No, no, Grown Ups Two because it's, grown, it's grown Ups Two, great movie, but no, it's not as good as it's not the best movie ever made. Step Brothers is Step Brothers. Step Brothers, best movie ever made. You're saying Step Brothers is the best movie ever made. Yes. Casablanca, Ooh. Schindler's List. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Schindler's Avatar. Songs. Oh, I forgot with Gone of the Wind. Sorry. Yeah. Avatar, you know, the, was the most grossing movie of all time till I forget what beat it. Avengers, whatever, continues. Because yeah. they re-released yeah. it a third time. And yeah. Oh, that doesn't count. Yeah. Um, yes. All right, whatever. Step Brothers is the best Will Ferrell movie, bar none. Second, I have Talladega Nights. As long as you call me Dragon. To call me Nighthawk. You have to call me Dragon. Uh, for third, um, my third one, I have Anchorman. And I, I feel like Anchorman and Talladega Nights, could, you could make an argument for two or three. 
But I have it Step Brothers, Talladega Knights, then Anchorman. Fourth, I have Semi Pro. And then fifth. And then fifth, I have Elf. Um, yeah. More or less, because I feel like you have to include Elf in your top five, so I, I put it fifth. Uh, you know, it, it it's gonna get played every year. Yeah. It, it's it's a good movie. It's it's different. It's not you know your typical Will Ferrell movie, but it's still good. And then I have like four honorable mentions here. Let's hear them. It is the other guys. Good one. Yeah. Which, which is good. Jim also just watched this for the first time a month ago or something. Yeah. Two months Gator ago. Didn't, Gator good didn't. Good lord. No <laughs> <laughs> I made I made him watch that. And we're like ten minutes in. He's like, "What is this? Why are you making me <laughs> well, watch this?" And I'm like, oh, "In wa- keep watching." I was told this is a Will Ferrell movie, and for like the first ten minutes, fifteen minutes. Will Ferrell is not seen. I was like, just keep watching, you know. Like, okay, we'll you know get what? There. You, that's fine, but Jim, when did you last desk pop? When did you last desk pop? Yeah. About five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> when did you last desk pop? <laughs> uh, 2005. <laughs> Bang! Uh, so, other guys, Blades of Glory. That was one of those that's like, it's probably not a great movie, but it's we got... Won? It's Blades of Glory. Oh yeah, it's yeah. got just enough to it that it's kind of funny. It's provocative. It's, it it's working. Yeah, you know nobody knows what it means, but it's provocative. It gets people going. Can, can I make a confession here? Just you never seen it. You've never yeah. seen it. There's, a, there's seen so Blades many movies that Hank's never seen. It's horrible. Yeah, and there's some like big names too. Yes, I know. Huge. Yeah. I, but I have movies like, you guys haven't seen. I'm surprised he hasn't seen Go. I'm surprised he's seen Go Tigers. This yeah. Point. All yeah. right. No, 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 no. All right. Just because I'm not sitting there watching it five times a day like you are, Jim, doesn't mean I haven't seen Go it's Tigers. Once a night during McKinley week and mm-hmm. once before the season starts. <sighs> Moving on. Still on my honorable mention list. Old school. You're my boy, Blue. Haven't seen that one. Well, add it to your list. Yeah, it's on yeah my list too. You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> uh, it, it's not his top five movie, but it's it's worth yeah. wa- it's worth watching. It was okay. still it was still back when you know Will it's Ferrell. It's good, was, Will Ferrell. It was probably bef- it was oh, yeah, before yeah, it was before like some of that. Um, I'm surprised you didn't get, have Get Hard on there. Nah, that's that's a little, I haven't seen that one, but I've heard it's it was a little okay. bit past like the Will Ferrell prime, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Uh, and then just I have to include it. As an honorable mention, even though I, I'm not, let me guess, I'm not crazy about it. Zoolander. Right. No, that's not no. one. I, uh, Night of the Roxbury. <laughs> I never. Oh, heard never heard of that one. Oh my god! What? You never heard? Never of heard it? of it? No. Nope. No, either. not not at all. Nope. It's a Saturday Night Live skit. Turn it into like a movie. Nope. You know the whole. Uh, I I play the song from it like at every tailgate for the last six years. And huh? It's no, no. Mm, you know the skit from nineteen ninety eight. You know the skit. We were listen. We were five. You're not listening. I know. What what <laughs> what song is that? What is love? The song. What is yeah. love? What is love? What is love? And they're they're dancing to it. They're shaking their heads. And there's the one with yeah. Jim Carrey in it. And everybody always asks Matt if he can shake his head like Jim Carrey because they think Matt looks like Jim Carrey because mm-hmm. of his ears. No, you got big ears. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's from Night of the Roxbury. It's an SNL skit that they turn into a movie. So it's just it had to be included, even though I've seen it once and I'm like, yeah, it's not that great. But still had to include it point is if nothing else from my entire list Step Brothers is number one and if you don't think so you're wrong okay okay well I thought you were gonna say 
That's fair. That, plus the theatrical, plus the unrated. So, you know, at least we got it's that. fair. Inaccurate, but fair. Um, Just real quick, before we get out of here, I have to... His career's taking quite the dive. You know, the last movie that came out of note was Holmes and Watson. I watched the first half of it and have not watched the rest. I, I have to read this... Uh, this review of Holmes and Watson by a former state trooper. Can't imagine it was good. So, from the heart of a true fan, when I was a rookie state trooper at the age of 24, I had to knock on a door at 2 a.m. and awaken a mother and father just to tell them that their son, also 24, had been killed in an automobile accident. Naturally, they were distraught. I stayed in their home and answered their many questions and attempted to comfort them as best I could until their family arrived. At the mere age of 24, I was not ready for that moment, and I have spent the following 23 years secure in the notion that those 90 minutes would be the most agonizing and uncomfortable 90 minutes of my life. Jesus. I was wrong. That night, 1995, will forever finish a distant second to the time I watched Holmes and Watson. (laughs) I, I just I just can't believe that was that's real. I think that's just somebody just thinking of the most. No, that's a genuine movie review by a former state trooper, and that is why Will Ferrell Look, peaked I, in 2012, and you do not need to watch anything he's made since then. Step Brothers was before that, so make yes. sure you watch it. It was 2008. Need to watch it, but you also, need, you also need to watch Elf because that's the true number one Will Ferrell movie. It's not. It is. No way. Absolutely. This podcast is horseshit on planet bullshit in the galaxy of this. Sucks camel dicks. There we go. We got there. We got there. The middle one's rough. I forget that one all the time. You forget a lot of things all the time. I know that this this house is a prison part. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Did you touch my drum set? (laughs) I I know you touched my my drum drum set. I know you touched my drum stick. I've been watching cops. Why are you so sweaty? Let's <laughs> watch cops. Cops doesn't come on until three. <laughs> oh God. Oh lumberjack. Lumberjack. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we can spend the next uh, about two hours or so. Well, we quoting. can like the whole movie between us three. I think. Yeah, we, I'd say we, we can probably get do, there. To be honest, yeah, we're pretty yeah. good at that. That's um big reason this is like released late Wednesday night, Thursday morning is because we spend at least. Yeah, usually the pre 15, 20, 80 minutes pre podcast, just quoting Step Brothers. I'm not going to call him Dad. <laughs> Even if, if there's, there's a fire. <laughs> <laughs> but what if? Or oh, we can't say that one. <laughs> we can't say that part. I remember my first beer. I remember my first beer. Let me take a picture, it'll last longer. Last time I heard that joke, Look, I fell off so hard, I, I fell, fell off, off my, my dinosaur. dinosaur. It's a freaking Catalina wine mixer. Catalina wine. Catalina, Catalina wine, wine mixer. mixer. Bam! Pow! 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 What? What? Are, what are you? What are you saying? Is that, are you just, pow. Is that, is that like a pow? Pow! Pow! You you saw him do this. It was on international waters, so he couldn't get prosecuted. <laughs> uh, All right. So that's the end of that. Go Tigers! Beat Walnut Ridge. Boats ah. and hose.